Welcome to the podcast of New Covenant Church in Albuquerque, where we focus on the Bible, faith, and life issues. We hope this podcast will be helpful to you on your faith journey. Now, here's our message. Well, welcome. Good to be with you again on this Sunday morning. Um, if you're visiting with us for the first time, thanks for coming. Uh, glad to always have guests who come along. I hope you'll stay to the end, and I hope that God blesses you and that this is something that is good for your life. I know it is for me whenever I study the Scripture. All right, we are continuing on in our study of the book of Ruth, an old ancient book, but what an incredible story. And as we mentioned before, if there's any differences that we find in the way that we live today and the way they lived back then, it's not because they were somehow lesser people, but it's just a different culture. And we can totally figure that one out. All right, um, we've titled the series, Starting Over With God, because that's what Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, do. And so if you're thinking about today, <laughs> there's some things going on in your life and you need to start over, listen, let me just tell you, this is a great place to start because we recognize with God that whenever we come to that point where we realize that we need to do something, God's right there and he says, let's start from here and let's keep going. And if you're having to start over again, better start over again than completely leave it out, all right? Well, today's message is about a divine romance, something that God set up, but the two people at the, that were in the romance at the time didn't figure it out. That's the way God works oftentimes. It's not until you look back in history and you say, wow, I saw God's hand. So, so it is with Ruth and this guy, her beau by the name of Boaz. All right, before we get started, let's, um, we have a little affirmation that we like to say. It's good to say good things of your life. And this is something that we ask God to bless in us today. So you're welcome to, to say it right along with us. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I welcome all he has for me today. By his word, he guides me. By his spirit, he strengthens me. By his will, he's transforming me. I am his workmanship, his unique work of art, and I welcome all he has for me today. May his will be done in me today, and I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. All right, let's get to it. If you were dating back in 1000 BC, this story would be completely culturally relevant. But it's relevant to us today, why? Because they're people. People haven't changed. People have always been people, but they just live with different languages and different looking homes, and they may cook with a fire inside the house, others outside. It doesn't, it's never really changed that much. But it's not like today though. I mean, dating is pretty, you have a lot of variety. I mean, back then you would have to meet somebody in person or the, your family would know them, and maybe the, your parents would arrange the marriage. But, but now it's just sort of like, you know, you can call up, you know, Christian dating dot whatever, uh, or what, you can date online, you can text people, and it, it's different how people connect with one another, but the story's still the same. And so today is about uh, how Ruth and this guy Boaz get together. Now, um, you may be thinking, oh man, I don't want to listen to another story about dating and relationships. You know, that's not my thing. I've heard them all. Well, let me just back up for a second. 
if you're younger and you're thinking about, you know, your future and your future mate, pay attention, okay? Focus. If you're already married and you have kids, well, pay attention because you can use this. Scripture has been given to us by God to, to see examples in different ways. And, and it's like constantly giving us adv advice. And so this is advice that is much needed that you can give to your kids. And you say, well, I'm a grandparent. I don't have any kids around. Well, you have grandkids and that means that you can influence their life as well as you, as well as you should. And even you say, well, I'm not married. Well, you know somebody who's thinking about getting married, so nobody's off the hook. This is a totally awesome message today, so let's get into it. All right, Ruth chapter three, beginning in verse one. One day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be provided for. The word here for like finding a home is minoan, which means uh, to find rest or a place to settle down, a place that you would be settled in life. And I need to get a place for you. Uh, it's not good that you're just with me, okay? Now, here's the cool thing that about this is that Naomi was a trusted advisor. And here's a kind of a lesson number one. If you're going to consider planning a life, you're considering mapping out the life that you want to have, or maybe you're thinking, that's the last thing I'm going to do. Let me just tell you, you need a advisor. You need somebody that you can trust. And that was Naomi. Question for you is who's your advisors? Who do you listen to? You know, uh, can I make a suggestion here? If you're younger, I know oftentimes you look at folks that are older and you think they're so old. How do they know how I'm living? They don't know anything about me. Well, grab a book. Because if you look back, all of those people that are now older and old, they were young at one time. And they went through the same emotions that you do. Maybe they had you know, a different style of car, clothes and hair, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. They're just real people and they've lived through it. And I would take advice from them. So did. Um, Ruth from Naomi. And then, you know, you have to think about what's your criteria. You want to choose somebody that's wise, somebody that loves you, and somebody that wants the best for you. You don't want to just go to your buddies who will say, no, let me tell you, this is what it's like, and I'm going to, you know, you, this is the way you do it, man. No. You want to find some people that are invested in you, that care about you, because they're gonna tell you the truth. It's not always easy to get the truth out of people because they wanna please, and they just wanna agree with you. Well, that's not gonna help you. And Naomi wasn't that way. Naomi was the type of person who's like, Ruth, I want you to be settled down and have a life. I had a life, and I want you to have that life too, okay? That's a good friend. That's a good mother-in-law. All right, here's some kind of helpful advice in dating, and that's what we're gonna be looking at in just the next few verses. Okay, here's something to note here. The stakes were high for both Ruth and Naomi. Okay, you know why? Because they were just barely making it. They had made it back to their homeland, and they, Ruth was working in the fields and, and taking back food to Naomi, but really they had no settled land. She had no husband, so there's no real strong property rights for women in that time, and she needed to be set. In, in, in order for, for a woman to be single and alone during that time meant that she would be disadvantaged greatly, so uh, people were more eager to 
find a mate and to build a life together. And just so you know, this is not just for folks back in the day who lived in an agrarian society who needed help working in the fields. No, the stakes are high for you right now. Anybody who's been married for any amount of time, I've been married for 30 years. I mean, it feels like 50 years, but actually it's only been 30. But anybody will tell you that the stakes are high because marriage is not about just, you know, being in love and finding that one person that makes everything wonderful. No, marriage is about building a life with somebody. And that's choosing that person is the second greatest decision you'll ever make in life. You say, what's the first? Well, your relationship with God. That's, that's utmost. You, you've got to get things right with your creator uh, before you step forward in life. And so, well, it, so it is with uh, Ruth. She's making the big decision in her life. And Naomi is a part of that, okay? You have to think about not just how cool they look or how good you guys would look in a wedding picture. You have to think about how this person will be living in your house every day for the rest of your life, okay? And if that makes you sick to your stomach now, well, that's a good indication (laughs) that it's time to bail. All right, stakes are high, so don't forget it. Choose wisely, okay? Look at verse two. Now Boaz, whose women you have worked, with whose women you've worked, is a relative of ours. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley on the threshing floor. Uh, I don't wanna get too technical on you. Basically, he's gonna be out there winnowing, and that is just taking the, the grain and separating it from the chaff, the stuff that's worthless, okay? So it's just separating the good stuff from the bad. Now, there's a criteria. And this, this causes us to choose wisely. In their day, we talked about this last week, the kinsman redeemer or the guardian redeemer. Uh, the guardian redeemer was somebody who could come along who had a right to marry you and to buy your land, say if your husband died. Your husband dies and you don't have any right to land and you don't have any kids, okay? And so the next person in line needs to come along and marry you and raise up children so that there will be an inheritance. It's pretty cool, you know, and it means that you've got to really be committed to your community, all right? But he fit because he was in line as one of those people who could do that, okay? good criteria, good choice, all right? They made observations about his manner, about the way that he lived, the way he carried himself, the way that he worked with his people in the field. He was an honorable dude. Uh, Ladies, take the honorable dude over the bad boy every time, okay? The bad boy's exciting. He smells like smoke or whatever it is that makes him so cool. Um, Make sure that if he looks like a bad boy on the inside, he is a man of honor who's going to work hard and will build a life with you because that's what's going to matter, okay? I'm just, I'm I'm repeating this, but it's so important. Why? Because the stakes are high. All right. Lesson two, she is told to prepare herself, get ready for what's coming. Look at verse three. Wash, put on perfume and get dressed on your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor but don't let him know that you're there until he's finished eating and drinking. Okay, 
So you had to prepare for a relationship. It's not like saying you got to get yourself all dolled up and look perfect and have the right makeup and the right clothes or nobody's going to love you. That's not true. You know, the truth is, gals, most guys don't like makeup. You never see any of us wearing it. If we did like makeup, we would. It's not that, uh, believe it, people have the ability to see beyond and to see the real you. Same way with men. Men can try to get all buff and look cool, but at the same time, uh, guys, women have the ability to look at you and to see who you are and to make that judgment and to, to accept you for who you are. All she was doing was getting kind of primmed up and looking nice like she was gonna go out to dinner. Okay, that's just a signal to say, hey, wait a minute, weren't you in work clothes and just sort of doing your thing? All of a sudden you're looking kind of cute, getting his attention. She was getting prepared to go and to meet him, okay? Now, timing is everything, all right? Timing. Uh, We're told that he says, go down there and meet with him after he is eaten, okay? Why is timing a big deal? Why is it important? Don't let yourself, nobody know until everything is done, the work's done and he's eating. Well, this is why. If you showed up at the wrong time and he's working, okay, or you showed up at the wrong time at the office to ask her out and she's working hard, don't be freaked out if, if they give you the brush off because they're working and they're doing stuff. You know, wait until there's a time that you can be front and center, the center of attention, and you've got their attention. You can communicate what you really want to communicate because they were seeing that there was a match here, all right? So timing is important, okay? Um, Making sure that he's not embarrassed, she's not embarrassed, uh, and there's a real chance of communicating what's on your heart, all right? Be wise. All right, and listen to your advisors and listen to God. All right, let's look at verse four and five. When he lies down, note the place where he's laying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. And then she says, I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. All right, now first you may be thinking, Okay, what kind of date is this? <laughs> you know? so, so here's your dating advice from the Bible, Dave. So when you see the guy you like and he's over in his sleeping bag at the campground with his friends, go sneak under the sleeping bag and he'll tell you what to do. <laughs> now you're thinking, okay, this is where cultures kind of collide, okay? This is where cultures need to, a little bit of you know, understanding of where they're coming from. So all, all it meant is, is that she's going to let him know what her intentions are. He has been letting her know what his intentions are because he's been really nice to her. She's getting promoted. She, he sees how good she's working. He praises her for it. He gives her extra. He's like, man, I like this gal. She's a hard worker. I love hard work. I think maybe we could make a team. That scripture doesn't say that, but that's what I'm reading between the lines, all right? Now, um, so it was a risky move because she's putting herself out there, right? Guys, it's a, it's a risky move when you put yourself out there. Gals, it's a risky move when you put yourself out there, right? Because you know, nobody wants to be rejected. 
I don't. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. It's a great fear for everyone. You know, because she could have been sitting there saying, well, what if he like slaps me in the head and says, crazy lady, what are you doing here? You flipped out? Or like, what kind of woman are you sneaking under somebody's sleeping bag, you know? And she was an honorable gal. She was taking a risk. And if you're going to put yourself out there and let someone know your feelings, it's going to be a risk. And there's always a probability that you could get rejected. That's life. Okay. I don't know if anybody told you that yet, but that's life. You got to deal with it. But if you want something, you need to let your intentions be known. You need to step out there. All right. She would literally be risking everything because if he got ticked at her, she would lose everything that she had. But she listened to Naomi and she said, I'll do whatever you say. She trusted that gal. Naomi was a trusted confidant. All right. So now we get to the point where in the story where we find out exactly what Ruth does. And it's awesome. Let's begin in in verse six. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. When Boaz had finished eating and drinking, he was in good spirits. Just a little note, most everyone, women and men, are in good spirits after they've had a good meal. He went over to lie down at the end of the grain pile. Ruth approached quietly and uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man. He turned and there was a woman lying at his feet, exclamation point. Who are you? He asked. That means that bro was tired. He was in a deep sleep. And so who are you? I'm your servant, Ruth, she said. Spread the corner of your garment over me since you are my guardian redeemer of our family. Dude, if anybody could lay it out any clearer than that, there's no way. Because she knew that he was into her. He dug her and she knew it. And she was somebody who was qualified to marry her. He's someone that was qualified to be her mate, okay? He met the criteria. And so what she did wasn't anything shady or weird. What she was doing is she told him, she says, listen, spread your covering over me. Protect me. I want to be brought into your household with you because you are my guardian redeemer. She knew. He, in his mind at that point, there was no question as to what her intentions were. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's not really good dating. You know, you put somebody in a bond and, and, you know, it's not good to ask them to be married. Listen, if you're looking for a mate, then look for a mate. Don't look for someone to date and to mess around for a bunch of years and then get bummed out because... You know, you haven't found anyone. Get your criteria straight, figure out what you want, put that before God and ask God to bless it, okay? Don't make a big mess and say, Lord, bless this mess. No, say, okay, Lord, I'm listening to my advisors. I'm doing what you say, boom. And what happens? Message is received. He said, spread the garment, a corner of your garment over me like your wings of covering. She was basically saying, you know what? Let's get married, bro. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, back then women shouldn't be doing that. Well, that's the kind of gal Ruth is, man. She's not waiting for somebody, you know, to ask her. 
she's going to throw down. She knew what was right. And it was. It was. It was right. All right. Listen. She based her actions and request on the knowledge that Boaz was the Goel. He was a member of their clan. He had the right. Okay? And this gives us an understanding that, you know, she understood that there were other men out there. There was one more, in fact, we'll read next week as we go into part two, who may have had a closer relation, but she was the one who wanted him. She was choosing him and she let him know that she preferred him. Okay? One of the things I ask couples when they come in for a premarital uh, consultation, one of the first things I ask is, I, I ask, why out of all the fish in the sea do you choose this person and say, I don't want anybody else, but this is that person? Being able to answer that question is really, really important. Why that you would exclude everyone else out from your list and focus in on this one person. Then I ask the question, okay, where do you see your life going in the next 5, 10, 20 years? And if a person starts out and, and they, they share about their life and it looks like their trajectory is going this way, and then the, the other person shares and says, well, I, I want to be doing this. And so I say, listen, if you follow your trajectory, you will not be together. You know, you have to want the same thing in the same direction. That's marriage. It's a long life lived in the same direction, in the same row, in the same vein, producing a life. Okay? That's what human beings do. We can make up stories and pretend that that's not what we're about. Just get on a plane. Well, not today. But when it's safe to get on a plane, get on a plane and fly around the world and go meet people. That's what we do all over the world. The majority of people, we come together and we build a life. That's the way we're designed. Sorry, newsflash. Thank God. Most importantly, don't leave God out of it. If you're needing wisdom for the future, you better be talking to the one that knows the future, okay? I know that sounds cool, I'll say it again. If you need wisdom for the future, you better be talking to the one and listening to the one who knows the future. As it's been said many times, I've said it myself, we can always trust an unknown future in our known God, all right? So trust him in that. And so if you're thinking about getting married someday, pay attention. Pay attention to Ruth. If you have kids, if you have grandkids, pay attention. Figure out a time to, to sit down with coffee and talk to them about their life. You know, young people love it when you're interested in them. All of us love it when someone takes an interest in us. You see, these stories in the Bible are not just meant to, to be some kind of religious you know, experience that we just go to church and we hear and we all go, amen, you know, praise the Lord. That was a good story. Bless Ruth. No, it's God says, here's some stories that I had a part of and I want you to see how I worked in that life. And I want you to see how things turned out. Dude, you are not going to believe when we get into the second part of this, what actually happens and who 
becomes their relative down the road, okay? When you find that out, you're gonna, you're gonna be freaked out a little bit because it may say that if you give, you know, the future of your life to the Lord, who knows what he's gonna do with it. I know it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a lot better than you would think of for yourself, all right? Well, that's all the time that we have and I look forward to seeing you next week. It's so good getting to be with you. You know, at first it was a little awkward for me talking to a camera, but when I realized that I'm talking to my friends and to new friends that are just meeting, uh, it gives me joy to be able to share with you the hope that I have within me. And I hope that hope in you is so strong and so powerful. Remember, when you fear, remember that God wants you to believe. Let your fear turn into faith during this time of fear and uncertainty. God bless you, and we're going to see you next week, but I'll leave you with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. God bless you. See you next week. This concludes today's message. We thank you so much for listening. We'd love for you to connect with us. You can do that at our website, nccabq.org. From there, you can submit any questions, feedback, and your prayer requests. nccabq.org is also where you can learn more about New Covenant Church. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters, browse our online message archive, and even tune in and watch the stream of each weekly message. We hope you'll join us. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May God smile on you and gift you. May God look you full in the face and make you prosper. Have a great week.